every life has a story. And every story is worth sharing. Your story, my story, and our story speak of victory and defeat, joy and sorrow, resilience and vulnerability. They are not just our story. They are Christ's story in us. They are Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Welcome to Kingdom Stories. Tonight here in the studio, I have a good friend with whom uh, I had the privilege of journeying since uh, early 2000s. I visited the church in Villalma near Rome in Italy um, almost, uh, you know, 20 years ago, probably more than 20 years ago, in fact, 21 years ago. And there I met Carmen and then her husband, whom we interviewed here, Alex. And tonight uh, we'll talk a lot about the journey in between, but it's an absolute joy to have at Kingdom Stories, Carmen Savenko. Welcome, Carmen. Good to, to see you and good it's a pleasure to be here from rome to italy from rome italy to perth australia what a journey eh? yes it is a journey a wonderful journey yeah. born in romania born in romania originally from heaven <laughs> <laughs> from heaven yeah <laughs> which i believe everyone is yes and um from an amazing family that I really love. Yeah. And uh, yeah, love being here. So what took you to Italy? God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the easy answer. That, that was God. It was my, after giving my life to Christ in 2000, coming from a, an Orthodox family. Oh, so your family's Orthodox, they're not Christian? Was. Were. Okay. So I was the first one coming to Christ. Okay. By grace, God chose me, picked me up. Yeah. Then uh, I started praying for all my family, and um, my mom came to Christ, my dad, my grandma, my brother. Wow. Uh, actually, my mom, my brother, my grandma. Then we prayed for my dad for eleven years. He came to Christ too, and then. It's just history. <laughs> wow. God did amazing things. So I was the first one. How did you become a Christian? Um, I think God just chose me from, from before he knew me. And, um, I, from young, I, I really loved God and my family. Were, even though they were Orthodox, we always loved going to church. We always loved uh, worshiping God and looking for Him. And, and Were you in a village, a town, or a city? And a city, Botoshan. Okay, Boston. In Bostonville, <laughs> right in the city, in the middle. Okay. In the block apartments. Okay. Yeah. Communist blocks. Mm. And but, you went to an Orthodox church for many years. Yes, and then um, I went to. Um, my dad used to work with a uh, born again. Um, guy, yes. let's say like that, and all his family were born again. And then I had the privilege to to stay for the holiday mm -hmm. for two months with them. with them, and I fell in love in with the village? way of life in the village, ah. the countryside. I love countryside. I love animals. I love yeah, yeah. working the fields. I work. So you yeah. spend your summer holidays with them. Yes, and how I, many? There, there would have been many kids there. There were like twelve children. Okay, I think. Nice. So, how old were you? I was 
think nine maybe. Oh, they're young. Nine. So in my heart, just so you started that. To church with them. Yeah, I went to church. I life. saw them. I saw them loving God like, like more than what we know because you actually have a different way of 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 knowing God. Yeah. So something just went into my heart like to search for God and I wanted to go to church but I was not allowed because my dad my mom they were like oh everyone mm -hmm. you can't go you know because it was a different perspective of born-again people you know so but I really wanted to to seek him so later on I had the opportunity to go to a to a church in the city yeah um, and I fell in love with all the songs and the worship and I felt God and I cried and for me it was the turning point but then my grandma said no way so yeah. I was persecuted by my grandma for a while mm. she never wanted to hear that I give my heart to Christ or anything then in 2000 an opportunity came to go into a Christian camp yeah with a German guy Lutz Noach okay um, and for me it was huge because that's where I gained my voice back. I lost it by having a very bad cold. To say Magadaska, if you know, okay. the, like yeah. donkey cough or something yeah. like that. Um, and then God restored my voice, which was for me was a miracle. It was yeah. like a yes, I need to follow God. Then uh, there also God spoke to me and opened my eyes. And I started realizing from the Bible how God is speaking to us and I started feeling him mm -hmm. and it was the joy that those children had and, and their lives it. I wanted it yeah so I said no that's it I don't care what my family is saying I don't care what anyone will say I just need to follow Christ so I said to my grandma I said to everyone I don't care if you're against me I'm going to church and my life just turned 360 degrees. 180. Yes. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it was, it was amazing. So then my my brother started seeing. My brother is younger than me, oh, with four years, and he started annoying me all the time. He said, "Now that you're born again, you can't get upset." Uh -huh. So he would try anything just to annoy me so bad, and I was trying to <laughs> to be calm and everything. So I had a quite hard um, beginning, but I loved it. Every day I was at church, choir, <laughs> you took youth. It all. I took it all. All day I was singing in the house where my parents were like, "What's going on?" You know, like. Um, so yeah, that's that's my turning point. And how? So, did you finish school? Yes. And then what did you do? Um, I I started praying for a husband. Oh, you're ready. <laughs> So I started fasting. Yeah. That was my my amazing story with my husband. I started fasting. I, I had um, three days uh, Esther's fast, yes. which you don't eat and you don't drink. Yes. I had sores in my mouth. But I said, God, you need to show me the husband that you prepared for me. Um, <clears throat> and then I took two-week fast. And then we I used to go to a... It's like Salvation Army Church, yes. kind of. Uh, and my husband was going to a Baptist church. So one morning after fasting, God just sends a, a thought in my head. It says, you go to the Baptist church hmm. alone. I've never been there. 
And um, that's where I saw Alexandra. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I started putting, you know, questions and I said, God, if it's your will, and that's my husband, I fell in love with, of course, at first sight. And um, I said, if God's will for me is to, to be with him, he will show me the way. Everywhere I was going <laughs> with the youth, going to mission trip in the, in the countryside, Absolutely. Alexandra was the driver. Going there, Alexandra was there. Going there, he was saying poems in the church. We, on the 1st of May, we spoke for the first time. Mm -hmm. And we only chatted for two weeks and a half and he asked me for marriage. Whoa. <laughs> so, by God's grace, at 19 and a half, I got married to yes, my of husband, course. of course. Yes. So you got married in Romania? Got married in Italy. In Italy? In Rome. Why in Rome? He left. Because it's romantic. He left. And he, he got He left and then, yeah, I went and married him. Wow. Yes. That would have shocked the family even further. Yes. You get Christian, you become a born again believer, then you're getting <laughs> married in Rome, you, you're leaving the country. So you went to Rome to, to be married to him? Yes. Not knowing anything about Italy or anything? I learned Italian at home. So I was fluent in Italian. Had when you knew that you were going to go to Italy no. before that? Yes. I love the language. Wow. At school I learned French. Yeah. And Russian, which I don't like Russian, but As you did I love French. But I took um, dictionaries and books and you learned I learned learn. by myself and Spanish too by watching telenovelas. So so for us. Yeah. So. Wow. so you went to Italy? I went to Italy. Legally? Yes. Actually, that was just three, four months before they opened the borders and you didn't need the visa. So I needed the visa, which was a huge amount of money. You paid for that. You bought yes. that. Yes. 2000 American dollars at wow. that time was huge. And then you went by bus or by train or by plane? By bus and coach. Yeah. Wow. So you got married in in a church Rome. in Rome, yes. in a Villa Alba. Yes. It was Pentecostal church or Baptist church or evangelical church. Yeah, evangelical. Evangelical church. Wow. And we had Italian testimonies, and it was really nice. So what sort of work were you doing in Italy? Um, I was doing lots of work uh, in aged care in uh, restaurants, babysitting, whatever was available. And Alex was working construction? He's, yeah, he's a tiler. Okay. Yeah, amazing. So what brought you to Australia? How long were you in Italy first? Three years, three years and a half, I think. Alex more, obviously. But... Did he have an attempt in the container while he was married as well, or two? No, before, before, before. he met me. So you'll have to go and watch Alex Avenko's podcast uh, uh, if you want to know what he did and how he had journeyed into uh, U.S. via containers. So this was, this was before marriage? Before marriage. Okay. God didn't allow him to, to go to Canada or America. He said, go back to that girl. <laughs> I was praying for you. <laughs> and then what, how did you come to Australia? You came on a, a visitor's visa or...? 
uh, we came as visitors. Um, our youngest son was one and two months. Yep. He was born in Rome, Lucas. And we, we asked God if it was his um, will to come here, that we will be able to remain. In those days, we, you know, you couldn't stay. Yep. So, but God worked in such an amazing, miraculous ways that one door was shutting, another door was opening. So by faith, we received dreams, we received prophecies, and we will remain here. Yep. So we just went by faith, mm. and God did amazing, miraculous wow. things. <laughs> so yeah, even laws changed for us. Just so you can stay here. So we can stay. Yeah. Wow. You also came with us uh, to the mission field in Indonesia a couple yes. of times. That was my dream come true. Yeah? Yes, I would do it every single year. <laughs> do you I remember can. which years? Was it all nine that you came? You just turned 40. <laughs> <laughs> and you just had that first book, 40 oh, years. 40 years and 40 days. Yeah, wow. we celebrated. You remember with yeah. lots of rambutan and yeah. <laughs> fruits. And yeah, that was the most beautiful. I love mission. I love mission field. I will do it constantly. That, that's what I'm trying to and do you brought, here. You, you, he was four years old, Lucas? Uh, the, Alex Daniel. Alex, Alex was four years old, wasn't he? Yes. The, the youngest missionary we ever had with us. And blonde. And Lucas was 11? No, they're six years apart, so he would have been ten. Nine, ten. Ten and four, yeah. Wow. And he was blonde yeah. and really white, yeah, yeah. fair skin. <laughs> every, and everyone, every... they were touching them and yeah. touching their hair, the taking pictures. Them. Yeah. And Lucas knew in Indonesian from school. Yeah. And um, he knew, he we sang songs and so beautiful. Wow. I love those children. Those experiences are just incredible. Yeah, and it was quite rugged. I mean, people don't realize how rugged Indonesia jungles can be. Yes. We were out in the sticks, raining on us. You know. Pouring rain. I never saw soaked <laughs> such rain in my life, like pouring bucket. Yeah, in the back of the truck. And I went, you remember we went from that far village. away village yeah. through the pouring rain. The Holy. driver was there, the Alex, the youngest, was in between. Yeah. And I don't know how the driver was driving. Yeah. It, the, the wind was cutting through, like yeah. the face and, oh, wow. It was amazing. They're, they're really amazing. Those drivers. Yeah. World class. Wow. <laughs> yeah but the way the Lord used you to touch lives. And then you came back again. You mm. came twice, didn't you? No, Alex, Alex came twice. twice. Yeah. Oh, so Alex came first on his own. Yes. And the second time he brought you. Do you remember how? Yeah. I just gave birth. Yeah. And I just gave birth to Alex Daniel. Yeah. My husband comes to maternity. Okay. And he's asking me, Nati just asked me to go into a mission trip. <laughs> what do you say? I, I just started crying because that was my my prayer yeah i said i really want my husband to to be part of the mission field and everything so uh, he said he, he put like a like a question to god like a like sign. a sign yeah if my wife will will hesitate the smallest thing i, I will not go. go yeah but if she says yes from the first time i'll go yeah so imagine the wife gives birth and she says yes <laughs> so that was amazing Oof. So yeah. Yeah, I was really happy. He went and he had an amazing encounter with God. The amazing things that yeah. happened there and people, you don't, 
feel them, you don't find them here. The spiritual well, yeah, realm, the it's, spiritual... It's a different... And in, you, you go prepared, yes. in a sense, yeah. for that battle. Yeah, and I was prepared. I think uh, <laughs> that year when Alex came, we had like 24 people, 25 25 people, people we were, yeah. Yeah, we, it was just incredible, you know. Right. It's a massive mission. I love the... I love the trips with the in the big cars, truck. the truck, the open truck. You remember <laughs> from the millions of cars, and not just that, the trees. Yeah, just branches coming in. You had to duck. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, you you're not that tall, Tree. but everybody had to duck. And yeah, it was, it was fun. tell you what, very dangerous, very, very dangerous. dangerous, but fun. True. <laughs> and the joy that those children are having. What really struck me was seeing the church of two, three hundred children coming all alone, none none of them with parents, and singing all those songs without any lyrics, nothing, all from their hearts. And the presence of God was just so thick, like you can never feel that here. I don't know why. Their, their, Their hearts are so pure. Yeah, so it's, hungry. It's, it's also because we are so distracted by so many things, whereas yeah. they're fully present in that moment. Yes. And they, for them, that is a life, yeah. which is beautiful. Yeah. I think simpler life connects mm-hmm. you better to, yes. you know, the divine and spiritual because you're more ready. Yes. Whereas here we're so cluttered with so much, even our minds are so mm-hmm. preoccupied, you know, True. day and night. They just go over and over. But it, it is a beautiful experience and it grounds you and you realize it actually gives you a bit of perspective, doesn't it? Yes. Very yes. grateful. Did your children become more grateful afterwards? Did they? Did yes, it, they did. And mark it? Did it touch him? Yes. And Lucas would have been a lot older, so he he would have understood he loved, things. He always loved God and always was a little missionary. You know, we used to do Jesus bread together with Pastika and Anita Opranescu, yeah. and uh, he was a little missionary. That's how they called him. As used to be a few days in a week with me, yeah. doing parcels for all the new arrivals in Australia, Muslims, Hindus, we used to go and pray and be with them and teach them how to cook and bring them food and love. And he grew up with that. So yeah. it's in his heart. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So, yeah. Does, uh, does Alex still remember the Indonesia trip, do you think? Or you have Maybe to show a little photos. bit. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think he remembers uh, the motorbikes. He yeah. said he remembers the motorbikes yeah. and the the little plants that we used to touch. Yeah, and, this and they're was, closing. Yeah, so yeah. he oh. remembers that and the waterfalls. Oh, he came at the waterfall as well. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. It's just so amazing that when I came to Christ, my first book that I read as a um, Christian book was Genoveva. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of the book. And the love that she had for mission and everything, that inspired me. Yeah. And the love for people I learned from Con, Kostika Opronescu yeah. and Anita. I said, God, I want to love people the way you do. Mm. Not as people see them, just the way you see them. So I, I inspired my kids too. Yeah. To be like that and my yeah. husband. So I think that's the most beautiful thing that, someone can have love for people the way mm. god does so for me it's i don't know if you know <laughs> but i am a miracle okay i um i was born again premature mm-hmm. 
and I was very little. You were born again premature? Again, born premature. Born premature, yeah. And born again. Prematurely, yeah, no, never premature. Born again. And um, I struggle a lot with, with health and stuff, so I am a miracle, if you know all the history. So what God did in my life, it's unbelievable. Wow. And standing here and speaking to you, I know, you know, with the incident with Alex and the accident with the boat, your husband, yes. how did that affect you? That is an amazing story. Because he nearly died, of course. Yes. You know, he was probably out of body. Yes. So what happened? If you know Pastor Angus Bachen? Yes. That Mighty did. Man. Yes. Fed like potatoes. That fed like potatoes. His nephew came to to um, Northway Christian Church mm -hmm. and right that, that year, just one night before my husband had the accident. So it was the 2nd of January, 2011. He came and preached it and he prophesied. We, me and my husband went in front and he prophesied over us and we, we were willing to do, to go the extra mile for God. Yeah. And he said, are you ready to go through fire? We said, yes. Are you ready for big challenges in your life? We said, yes, I have goosebumps now. We both say yes. He prayed for us. And then that happened next day. Next day. Next yeah. day, we went like six families yeah, together Baselton. to Baselton, to one of the Christian camps. And on the way, he was in the car with Johnny Onofre yeah. and they were listening to a sermon. They would say the same thing. Are you ready to go the extra mile with God? Are you ready to go through different trials? Are you ready to, you know, to go through things for God to be glorified? Yeah. But we, we all said, yes, we are ready. So when we arrived there, I was preparing for pizza. We had the pizza oven with us. Yes. He had, we had our dinghy. Everyone wanted to go on the water yeah. to do the fun thing, yes. the tubing, right? The, yeah. the little donut behind yeah. the boat yeah. tied up. So one of John Talpa's kids, Johnny, yeah. was in the donut. And my, we did this sport all with many churches yeah. all the time. We were experts, right? Yeah. Alex was an expert. He always had people with him on the boat. Yes. That day, no one went in the boat with him. Just him and Johnny. Yeah, not just him in the boat and Johnny in, in the, the tube. tube. Yeah. So he didn't realize, but when he went in the water, he hit a sandbar. Yeah. The sandbar tipped a bit the boat. He fell out. And what happened? The boat didn't didn't Stop. switch. Yeah. The, the switch kill. Yeah. The the, he had it, but I don't know what happened. Oh. So he went and the boat kept on going round and round. The circle so i think he wanted to stop it because johnny was in the in the donut and the boat came he put his hand like that and the propeller just went on top of his arm cut cut five cuts and uh, all his skull. skull you could see the brain wow. it was that open and instantly he became left eye paralyzed he was sinking yeah he told us after. Um, he was thinking, going down, down, down. 
and then he felt someone just lifting him up of, of, from the water yeah. lifting because he couldn't uh, yeah, swim anymore yeah. because of the left side paralysis uh, paralyzed um so he felt that someone just lift him back up on the on the surface of the water then johnny came jumped out of the tube came and held him up but there were sharks wow. they're everywhere sharks so johnny was scared of the sharks but it was amazing that god protected them and suddenly just two guys from the tents went with their boat picked so, them up and they knew what to do. They knew how to put him head down, position, elevated everything until the paramedics came. And that was the most amazing story because when the girls came and told me at the tent, even though it's a scary news, but I just had such a faith and, and peace yeah. that I never would have had in my life. I knew that God is in control. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt it in the meantime the ambulance came the paramedics came they put the collar everything on him and when they when i lift up my hands off of my husband that's when he said that his spirit left from his body he could see himself like 30 meters high carried by the paramedics and i quickly went to pick up all the documents for the for the hospital yes and in that moment he said his spirit just went through some clouds and he arrived in a place where there was not nothing but a pure bright peaceful light mm. a peaceful place that he, you could never feel or see that light that bright light that is so amazing he wanted to stay there yeah he stayed there for a while then he heard an audible voice in italian it's not your time yet. Non è il tuo tempo ancora. Which, like, it was really strong and really powerful. That's when, that's the moment that I left. Yeah. I left, my, I took my hands off of him. Then I called our pastor at that time was uh, Chinyama Kangombe. And I called him and I called Johnny. And I said, look what happened. And uh, he said, just pray. Just whatever the doctor said, uh, that yeah. happened or has, do not receive it in your heart. Yeah. For me, that was key. Yes. A key word. So I didn't receive absolutely anything in my heart. I knew that God is with him yeah. and God is doing the miracle. So in that moment, he was dead. Yeah. Clinically, yeah. on the papers, half an hour, he was dead. Absent. Dead. Yeah. And they tried to bring him back. And the pastor just said, go in the ambulance and put your hands on him and start praying. As soon as I put my hands on him, I started declaring life. He said he came like a thunder back into the body. his body. Yeah. And he didn't feel any pain. Yeah. No pain. God took all the pain away. Mm. Can you imagine the five big cuts? You could see the, yeah, the bone and the scar. And the scar. The, I was here. He was with the head here on the... On the table, I had my purse. Three big, big bath towels were filled with blood, Life. and my feet, my bag, everything was filled with just dripping. And uh, when we arrived at the hospital in Baselton, I went with him in the ambulance. All the nurses, all the doctors. Oh, he's so lucky! He's so lucky! This is unbelievable. How he's still alive? 
I said, he's not lucky. I said, he is blessed. Yeah. He is blessed. Yeah. I said, God protected him and God has a big plan for him. And they were like, shut what is she talking about? Yeah. I just had so much faith. We, in the ambulance, I just tried to keep him awake. He said he's feeling tired. It feels like sleeping. And we prayed. We, we said our father's prayer. We sang in the ambulance. And there they took all the scans in the hospital. And Johnny and John Pop, we yeah. prayed for him when he came in the room. And we just declare life and healing and everything. And all the doctors and all the nurses were astonished about the, the miracle because he's still alive. Yeah. Then uh, they didn't allow me to fly with him. He had the flying doctors. Yes. And um, I just remained with everyone. And uh, next day, I went to uh, John Pop and his wife took me back into Perth with the kids. And... Uh, that night, constantly, I just thank God for his healing. And I just had so much peace. And God, it was just, I was just outside in a tent with a little light. We couldn't go back straight away. And God was just giving me verses from the Bible, and just encouraging me. And I just felt such a peace. And then there were intercessors in Zambia, Melbourne, yeah. Sydney, <laughs> Perth, everyone, Romania, just praying for him. Yeah. So... The doctor said, we do not have doctors to operate on him. It's quite severe. Mm. Most of the doctors that they do this kind of operations, they are in holidays. 3rd oh. of January, yeah. everyone is in holiday. It's like August in Romania. Yeah. So what happened? They told me, um, we'll just stitch him and give him back to you like that. His left side paralyzed. If we do any operation, the doctors don't want to take the chances and it will be a bad report on there. And if anything happens, on their CV. <laughs> yeah, so they were scared. And I said, can you please try to do your best and God will do the rest. Yeah. And I have faith that you will find someone to do something. And they said, we will try then if that's your wish. And but you need to sign for incineration. Mm. Verbal signing for incineration. I said, okay, we'll do whatever you need to do, but please try. Uh, after praying and praying and praying, back and forth, talking with my pastor, and he said, yeah, we're just praying, praying, don't, don't give up. Yeah. I just knew it, it will be fine. They called me. They called me nearly in the morning, saying that they found a doctor from Sydney, coming in the morning and did the operation for him. Wow. That was amazing. So the doctor flew. Um, already Pastor Chinyama was there at 7 o'clock, anointed him. Yeah. And guess what? On the 5th of February, he was operating. He was best man at our pastor's wedding. On the 5th of February? February. So this within was 3rd. This yeah. was 4th of... Within a month. <laughs> uh, within a month. Wow. So he said... Man, don't die on me. You're my best man. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept him going. I think. How did it affect you, all of this? Well, I could have been a widow yeah. with a one-year-old and, and yeah, seven-year-old. But I, I just had that peace that 
I could never have before. If my pastor didn't say that, do not receive yeah. whatever the doctors are saying. Do not receive it in your heart. Just believe and declare that it will be done. God yeah. is in control. Just have that in your mind. And that kept me going. Yeah. Such a peace that surpasses all understanding. Shalom. His shalom. That now, is... anything that would have happened after that mm. pales in comparison to that. So it, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? Yes. As long as you're alive, it's still okay. Yes. Yes. I think that's the gift of going through death. Yes. So I'm sure you would have had many challenges after that in life. Yes. Did it offer you a perspective that you overcame that big hurdle now these are not as important. Yes. Do, you, do you have that or not really? I, I realized that that was the plan of God. Mm -hmm. So no matter what he allowed us to go through, it means that he knows. Yeah. He says that he doesn't give us more than what we can, uh, we can overcome. Yeah. So I believed, I really trusted him. Yeah. With all my heart, blindly, yeah. which I would never done before. But I just grew so much spiritually so fast. Mm -hmm. That really blew everyone's mind. Because everyone around, when it happened, everyone was crying, screaming. I was so alert and so at peace yeah. that it was unbelievable. Mm. Everyone was shocked. So, wow. yeah. And I... I I looked. Peace I in always, the storm kind yes, of thing. Yes, yes. And not just that. I had that in, in mind that once this is over, I will have a great testimony. Mm. And you remember, I said this testimony yeah. in, in Indonesia, Indonesia was yes. just in one day, there were nine, over 900 people in that opening of the church. Yeah. And with translation, Michael translated, yeah. which was huge. Then. Thousands and thousands of people. I went with uh, Pastor Patrick Humberstone. Yeah. A few churches. We said the testimony. In so many people, to Muslims, to yeah. my friend Muslims, to Hindus, to so many people came to Christ just through this testimony, through all the the photos and yeah. evidence. It's not something oh, yeah. that I that you invent. It's something that you go through. Yeah. So what I asked for, <laughs> we went through fire. We went through through. The valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. It was literally death, not just the shadow. But you know what? That presence, that aspect of the presence of God is only in there. And the Holy Spirit. So that, that particular God yes. in the valley. Yeah. I mean, he's the same God on the mountain and in the valley. But yes. God in the valley, the presence of God in the valley is different than the presence of God on the mountain. So only those people who have been in the valley with God can appreciate everything else. Yes. You know, you can't experience pain in eternity. Yes, which I'm looking for. <laughs> that presence of God in the valley yes. can only be experienced in pain. Exactly. So even though at the time it hurts, but it's a joy to experience who God is in that moment, I think. Yes, and there's that song, For the God of the mountains, yeah. he's still God in the valley. Yeah. He is amazing. So it, the, the, the amount of maturity that you get through this kind of pain, pain yeah. it's unbelievable. The thing is, you know, maybe so many miracles happen in the hospital. Yeah. People were healed. 
Yeah. We were praying for nurses. They got healed. Wow. We were praying for a, a, an old, an elderly man, Italian, yeah. which yeah. fell on the ladder um, a month before. Yes. And he had a stroke and he needed surgery to take yeah. all the blood clots on his brain. And he continually saw people coming into our um, room. room. Yeah. There were all sorts of um, people Friends, from, from all over the countries, yeah. like all the countries. And he's like, who are those? And we say, we are, they are brothers and sisters, they yeah. are family. How come? They're Chinese, African, we're brothers? <laughs> so yes, we're all in Christ. <laughs> and him being Catholic and me speaking, both of us speaking, me and my husband, Italian, we explained to him everything. The gospel. The gospel. So yeah. he was, wow. And he saw my husband every single day getting improving. better, improving yeah. miraculously, miraculously. So we said to him, one night we had prayer there. A few people came, we had prayer. And he's like, what are you doing there? Yeah. And we said, we are praying. <laughs> he said, can I come? And I said, yes, do you, do you like us to pray for you? And you get healed in the name of Jesus. He said, really? And I said, yes. Look, we put a chair in the middle here. We you stay in the you. middle, we come around you. Yeah. We all pray for you. And then you get healed. Do you believe that? He said, yes. Halfway. <laughs> but then it happened. The mm. next day, his all, the face was actually going down. He couldn't grab uh, anything with his hand nothing so next day he was totally healed wow. he started walking the whole all the hallways and everything they did the ultrasound and the x-ray everything was gone praise god his wife amen praise god his wife i took her on the side because the the other family couldn't take it yes. like what is this what is going on i took her on the side i explained to her i said do you want to receive jesus Look what happened, eh? she received Christ in the yeah, in next the room. The, another Muslim guy next to uh, my husband's bed, same. He said, what's going on here? <laughs> I said, look, we are Christians, we believe. I want that too. And he became born again too. Wow. He started coming to Faith Horizon Church. I don't know what happened later on, you know, in life, but so many miracles. A nurse kept on coming, very nice nurse, young, 23 years old. She was suffering in the back and I could see her and I saw her and was being there every day from morning to night. Um, I just saw her walking and holding her back and really bad. I said, what's going on? She said, um, I've been hurt like three, four years now. been doing physio every week. I'm not getting healed. I, it's, it's so painful. And I said, do you want us to pray for you? She said, okay, but I can't do it like that. So she put the curtains. <laughs> she went in the middle. My husband was on the bed. Yeah. He couldn't move that time. We both hold her back and we both felt electricity Going going through. through our hands. Instantly, she said, I'm healed. Wow. I felt the pain just left. Praise and literally, God. she was healed right then. So many miracles, like unbelievable. Through this pain. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it's still happening every day. It's What's next for you, Dharma? I want more of God. <laughs> yes, I want to soak and just be His hands and feet every day, if I can. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to be remembered as? It's a good one. <laughs>
when Lucas or Alex will speak to their children or grandkids about you, what will they say about Tana? That I, I made a difference in this life. To, to anyone around me, anyone. To people. People mm. need love. People need a smile, mm. a hug, <laughs> an encouragement. And I think God put that in my heart. You're very in tune with humanity, which is good. Which I love. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing this Thank you for having me. patch of your story because we could talk patch. for hours. Yes, yeah, we can. But it's, it's, it's deep and it's beautiful and it's God. It is. Praise God. Thank you so much. What a beautiful story, eh? In the deepest valley and in the darkest hour to just embrace God and stick with Him no matter what, and uh, not receive any of the uh, diagnostic or any of the labels of the enemy, but fully trust in God no matter what, and then see the victory. From pain to victory, even pain in victory. Praise Amen. God for that. I pray that the story inspires you to carry on and whatever challenge you go through in life, just remember, just being alive is a gift of God. Amen. Anything else doesn't matter. Just stay and trust God in the season. Stay, stay in his presence. You will overcome. This too will pass. This challenge, this problem will pass. Um, Carmen was holding her husband's body in front of her. He was clinically dead, yet God did a miracle right there and then. And even today, Amen. he's alive and well and Amen. sharing the gospel, and both of them are enthusiastically expanding and advancing the kingdom of God. Get on with life. Get on with the things that matter and inspire and bless others, and you will see how God will work through you. I hope. This inspires you and strengthens your walk with God. And we look forward to catching up next time at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. My name is Nathaniel. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate, and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.